Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host, Randy Griggs, over there, coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B-. minus. Randy, out here in uh, steadily uh, getting colder California, which means you probably are wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Correct. I, uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> I got a beanie going, a little hoodie. Uh, we're wearing the same t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a good day, Randy. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. We're sporting this great t-shirt, brand new, on CigarDojo.com. Check it out. Be one of the coolest kids out there by rocking the brand new Cigar Dojo t-shirt i am doing fantastic it is yeah go ahead model kind of, well, well i say of, hi to the people man kind of matches what we're drinking it does it matches a lot of the things that i drink but uh but yeah i'm doing fantastic it is uh nice and brisk we've got a great cold uh cold break coming in here on the west coast i'm loving it i am in shorts flip-flops and a t-shirt can't be more than 56 degrees in my garage. And uh, and I'm absolutely loving it. Looking forward to the show today. Uh, looking forward to see what kind of debauchery this all really becomes. Is I've got a planned, like, like planned argument with Jordan later in the show. You know, you're, you showed up drunk. It's going to be a fun, fun day. <laughs> well, one of those things is true and one is not. Um, but I've also heard that about this argument. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. We're so sticking I with the on, argument. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat because I, I am uh, not part of this. I don't know what uh, what the well, argument's well, going to well, be. You were there when the argument first began, which was That's... in Las Vegas, 2019, and this is just really the next chapter of it. And I just realized that I started the whole show with the video on the wrong screen, and I'm just like I'm looking off to the side. I'm sure everyone's wondering what the heck I'm looking at. I was looking at my good friend Rob. But anyhow, uh, that's later. Go ahead and uh, uh, let the people know what we're doing today. Ask them to share the show and uh, and talk about the pairing as we continue the fruity segment of season three. Randy, did you get a copy of my show notes for the day? Because you just like read through like the first four oh, points. Man. It warms the cockles of my heart to just think that you might ever have show notes. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure what is the most exciting part of that, the show notes or the cockles, but we will move on. Um, <laughs> it's hard to move on from that, to be honest. It's it's not the easiest thing to move on from. But uh, one thing I, I do have to say, based on all those things that you said, Randy, is Las Vegas Nev, 
where the elite meet to eat. Ooh, wow. It's been that a while, is, that, it's been a while <laughs> since we've had that one. That is, that's a fun one. Um, we have a pairing going today, fruity segment. We are drinking hazy IPA and pairing it with cigars. Nobody does that. Nobody does it on purpose. We're doing it on purpose tonight, and we're going to see exactly how that goes. We'll throw it back to the boys at the home studio. How's everything going in lovely Colorado this evening, fellas? It is going good. Guys, we are preparing uh, for Snowmageddon. You Liter- guys think it's cold there? Literally, yeah. it is predicted to be one of the worst snowstorms of all time, and that's not an exaggeration. Uh, Since this 2003, this weekend apparently. could get crazy. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll make it through this. But some places, get this, Estes Park. You guys are familiar with Estes Park, right? Colorado. Anyways, Estes Park. <laughs> that's that's a big negative there, Ghost okay. Rider. But go Estes ahead. Estes Park is a famous area. A lot of people travel to Colorado just to see Estes Park. They are projected to get, I kid you not, 91 inches of snow. Holy crap, that's a lot of inches. That is a Eric, lot that of is, inches. That's a lot of snow! That's a lot. That's eight math, feet. That's just shy of eight feet of snow. That is insane, right? So here where we live, we could get up to 40 inches, and if that happens, it'll be the second most snow we've ever had in this area. So it could be it could be crazy. So we're preparing. Got a lot of wine. I was wi- about to say, are you prepared? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got, so, I got so, a bunch of wine. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm not sure that's that's not really what I had in mind when I asked if you were prepared. Called, I, was, I, was I was thinking, do you have, you have you have food? Uh, like you know, maybe you got a couple of steaks. You know, are you power as a result? Like I don't know. You know, hey, I'm thinking of before making sure there's enough, enough bottles of wine. Do you have enough toilet paper? We live in Colorado. We're used to this kind of stuff. We're used to this kind of stuff. So. I, I do think it was funny though that that Eric and I'm not downplaying what's about to happen. Uh, but you, you said, like, the most snow of all time. And then Jordan was like, yeah, since, like, 2003. Like, that's a long time ago. The most since then. But <laughs> if, if we were to actually get 40 inches of could snow, more. That, could, that would be the could second be most, I think, since, nice. like, 1893 or something like now that. Now we're talking. That, that's a long time ago. That's, that's ancient history. 2003 right. was last week. Yeah, and there, and I think, I, th- I think that time we only got, like, 22 inches or something. So if we got 40, it would be... Cataclysmic. I, no, like in 2003, sure we could that, like that jump off. In a cradle in 2003. No, I was. <laughs> we could like jump off our roof into the snow. It was that much snow. Wow, that sounds fun. Actually, it's funny you would say that because when you said that there was going to be an eight-foot snowpack, I thought, wow, if in an eight-foot snowpack, I could probably dunk a basketball. Yeah. Yeah, if it was packed enough, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm getting. And you'd have to be standing on all eight feet. <laughs> that's entirely my entire point. Yeah. I, ha- I have no athletic ability is what we're but, getting at here. But, but the, well, and that you're not very tall. But the, uh, but the, uh, uh, the other piece of that, here's the really fun part, though. And Rob, I don't know if you've experienced it the same way I have. One of the things I love about Colorado is, while they may receive eight feet of snow in some areas, it's highly likely that it'll be a blue skies and sunny the next day. Right. And so it could be like a really like a fun uh, thing. As long as it doesn't last too long, because the, the weather there just shifts in in such in such rapid, you, you know, juxtaposed like sunny one day, hailstorm the next, snow that's in the true. next, and then sunny again. So it's kind of yeah. wild. That is true. And then when when the sun comes out, you've got eight feet of melted snow. You got flash floods. 
Ooh, you could, huh? That's an interesting. One. And then after that, you got landslides. It's you guys are screwed. You guys <laughs> are right. totally screwed. All right, the weather segment uh, brought to you by yeah. our sponsors. <laughs> that was definitely our longest, uh, our our longest weather um, segment. That's uh, that is well, quite well, true. C- certainly the longest before we've even said what the pairing is yet. Correct. Yeah, it's you know it's Randy. You get Randy's so focused occasionally, focused. On one thing, and he's get he gets the blinders on, and oh, we got Pizza Mike is in the house. Um, so and we had a, someone checked in, Randy from Sacramento, California. Did you see that? I, I didn't. Did, I did, but I was just so hoping to let the people know what we were pairing today. I, I didn't catch the name, so I, I can't say hello to uh, that gentleman personally. But thank you for checking in from so Sacramento, I personally California. Personally, I'm gonna be so good. <laughs> see, I, I could just keep doing this. I, I'll, I'll, I know, go, I'll go 90 minutes without telling people what we're smoking. <laughs> Randy so, man, today, Randy. It is Randy being Randy, which forces me to be me, which is kind of fun. Um, we are today smoking the Kintsugi from Alec. Uh, is it, it's an Alec? It's an Alec Bradley cigar, but it's from Alec and Bradley, which is kind of like a sub-brand, right? Exactly. Is that the way that we would want to to describe that? Um, now, this cigar, we'll get into it, was actually blended, from what I understand, to pair with IPA, but we'll get into that in a minute. And we are drinking Randy. We left it really, really wide open uh, and just said we're drinking hazy IPA, which could be any multitude of beers we could uh, really get into. I personally am drinking the beer that I said I was going to bring Randy and never did, which should not be a shock by any means. I'm drinking a a beer from a a lovely brewery out here in California called Fieldwork, and this is Mosaic Box Double IPA, uh, checking in at 8% ABV, Randy, featuring 100% mosaic hops what are you drinking well as as you said uh i was left out to dry as uh my good friend robbie raz you know tells the whole team hey, i fumbled you know, at the five yard we're, we're, we're just... gonna be doing this mosaic forward uh uh hazy ipa turns out great because the brewery i work for field work just packaged one randy they'll be on your doorstep find out hours ago no drop off uh was coming so I had to kind of run to the store real quick. I ended up with two beers that are both from predominantly hazy producers here in the Bay Area, only to find out that both of them are not that hazy. <laughs> um, but but uh, that being said, the, the beer that uh, was actually what we were designed to try and chase down was a triple uh, IPA, a hazy triple IPA at 10%. So, uh, so you know, no problem there, but we, but we did go for a more of an imperial version. Mine also is uh, 8.3%. You said 8% for yours, Rob. Um, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> what what are the what are the breweries that you uh, got the beers from? Oh, from Almanac and Original Pattern. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, Original Pattern is are they in Oakland? Uh, original Pattern is in Oakland. And they make this, it, it was dry hopped with the mosaic. They also use uh, cashmere and Simcoe. Uh, mm. as, as we've been teasing here, as we get into um, the grand debate between uh, Jordan and I, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, cashmere, Simcoe, mosaic, why that even matters, what the difference is, and, and what they bring to the, uh, to the flavor profile of these beers in general. And, and awesome. of course, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about hazy IPAs. I've got I've got a few things to say and how that uh, how that 
uh, style has developed over the last few years and why it's so popular and and whether or not we think it's here to stay is still a question that I get in the beer. I was actually thinking that on the way to the show tonight, on my way home to do the show tonight, was that like I haven't got to talk about beer in a minute. And, and I'm pretty excited to get to actually like dig into uh, something I'm really knowledgeable about. So I'm, I'm excited to do beer. So uh, everybody grab a Snickers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm excited. I love it when we talk about beer. And you're right, Randy. We haven't really talked much about uh, beer since season one. I mean, occasionally we'll we'll mention it here and there. But uh, it was uh, the predominant focus of season one just to to for us, given that we both have a background in uh, in the beer industry, you have far more knowledge uh, than I do, but um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's always been fun to talk about beer. Fellas, uh, I think you guys are drinking something from Weldworks back there, if uh, I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, so thank you, guys. Uh, this is a great, I'm so excited about the show because I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this style of beer. Normally, my favorite beer of all time is Weldworks Juicy Bits, but today we've got the extra, extra, Juicy bits from Weldworks, and so this is just a, I guess like a, a amped up juicy bits, and it has a Citra, Mosaic, and El Dorado hops. What are we talking ABVs? Uh, ABVs yep. in this bad boy, Jordan. Why would you do that to me? Um, <laughs> you you know his his seeing isn't as good as it is, Jordan. I can't. My eyes aren't good enough to tell, but. I Eric, could, do you want to borrow my glasses? Yeah, I need. I need. You know what? I had gla- I had some glasses, and like I, my eyes got so bad I couldn't use them anymore, and so then I just never did anything, and so now I'm like practically blind. But oh, anyway, this, this is fantastic. Yeah, this is good news. Eight point six. Eight point six, boys. Eight point. Eight point six. So we're in the imperial zone. <clears throat> yeah. So we're all yeah, in the same the... range. Right. Uh, Randy doesn't it's like to on. see double IPA. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit too. Double IPA too is. Yeah, I was. I was. I'm. I'm. I'm ready for it. I'm going to use imperial tonight, but uh, but most of these beers you will find. <laughs> we're, we're using metric over here. We're, get, we're getting. <laughs> we're getting metric up in this piece. Yes. Um, so interesting. Uh, and we'll transition into the cigar a little bit. The cigar's got a monster of a band on it. Monster of a band. Turns out it's actually two bands. Didn't know that until I just peeled it off. There is the yeah. Kintsugi band, and then there's also... That's a sneaky this, band. Uh, Alec and Bradley, which I could have left on there. Very cool, kind of uh, blue and, and gold, very... Uh, what's uh, Johnny Walker blue vibe well, to it? It's super interesting because that sub-band has a notch cut out of it yeah. Where the primary band fills that notch like with a little triangle. Uh, yeah, that is something. Intricate. Cool. Intricate. I, you, you do have to take off that subband in about like five seconds after lighting it, but that's, you know, that's okay. Yeah, it the, comes the, off nice. That one, that one, the one band is rather large, but um, so I'm, I don't know, about 25 minutes in, Randy, probably about the middle of the second quarter, give or take. I mean, we're, we've we've used a couple of timeouts. We're trying to decide if we want to challenge that last play, you know, and make sure that we have enough time for our kicker to, to get on the field. For a minute, I wasn't even Robbie's sure. Robbie's analogies! <laughs> <laughs> like, for a minute there, I didn't even know what the hell you were going talking about. NBA or NFL on that one until the kicker came into the conversation. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. I, I'd never, I would just assume I'll never go NBA. I'm not, not a big uh, NBA guy. Uh, so this, guys, is the Kintsugi from Alec and Bradley, <clears throat> Honduran rapper. Uh, Honduras or Honduran, it's got a double binder. Honduran and Nicaraguan binder, Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers. 
comes in, according to their website here, uh, four different sizes. We got a Corona Gorda, Robusto, Toro, and a Gordo. I believe, Randy, we're smoking the, I think this is just the Robusto, right? Robusto. Yeah, yeah we're smoking the Robusto. Very nice size, nice smoke, nice construction. Um, <clears throat> really cool looking. Uh, the word Kintsugi, and I, it, they were nice enough to put this on their website. I didn't know what this meant. Uh, it's It pays homage to the Japanese art form of uh, ceramics and gold lacquer. I, which, I don't know. which plays right into the band, yeah. which uh, definitely looks that look to like it. it's like a white ceramic with a gold kind of vein uh, breaking it up, almost almost like a mosaic type, mm. type feel to if it. If you will. If you if will. If you will. And I will, actually. I think you see I think you see it on like a lot of like porcelain and dishes and stuff. Yep. And it's yeah. like the cracking is mm -hmm. actually intentional and then that right. reveals the the gold underneath. The, the kind of the cool thing about it is like through this art form, you're not instead of when you have broken pottery or whatever, you're not throwing it out, you're actually making it cooler by allowing it to tell its story through time. Highlight, so highlighting the imperfections, so to speak. It's something that oh, I like to do that. Uh, it's something that uh, the, the more, like, the meaner you are to it, the nicer it is. Like a patina, like on something, like uh, on, uh, on rust, maybe. Right, right. Like exactly. something that comes out over time. Shout out Mo Malley. Boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Mo. Oh. Uh, and, I and, was and thinking more of my ashtray here. It's got, like, a kind of a patina to it, mm. you know, because it's, Jeez. you know. Hundred years old. Sure. Rob. And not to not to bury the lead, and just to speak a little bit to how uh, delicious we already have established this cigar is. This made number ten of the Cigar Dojo top ten cigar of the year list for twenty twenty. I was able to <laughs> I, I was able to scooch my sub band into Whoa, the you you usurped the, the placement of into the, the band plan. position. So that's that's hey guys, pro tip expert level here. Don't try that. If you're watching the show, don't try that at home. But that's some just serious. Saying, just saying, I did that. <laughs> Surgical work. That's, that's that is nothing short of sublime, boys. This uh, Kintsugi came out in fall of 2020. Very mm -hmm. fresh release, Randy, if you will. Yes. Um, been out probably five or six months, uh, and this is my first time smoking it. Really good cigar. It's got um, nice flavors to it. It's got really good construction. The ash held on really really nicely that's not something i really pay attention to i'm not a long ash kind of guy mm -hmm. where i try to you know get real uncomfortable the way i'm smoking it so the ash hangs on I mean, right. if that's what you want to do that's your thing i'd rather just smoke the cigar but um yeah nice flavors not over the top medium medium strength medium body um got some leathery notes in there mm -hmm. a little bit of uh like an undertone of kind of a roasted peanut thing happening underneath a little bit of uh, like a milk chocolate, like a light, light, light milk chocolate um, mm. mixed in there as well. And uh, it's interesting when they said that this was this was actually blended for a, a specific beer. Do we have Randy? I didn't. I know uh, Eric sent yeah. us some info I, on that. I, particular I've got beer. you covered on the beer. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I figured you did. So, uh, but I but I want to uh, give you kudos. I I, I liked the um, the adjectives you you're using. You are a little bit further along. Uh, I let mine a little bit after you after you. And, and I gotta say, you know, you 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 referenced it earlier. I have gotta say that the Alec and Bradley 
sub-brand, as you put it, has been producing some phenomenal sticks. You know, obviously, Alan Rubin, the owner of Alec Bradley, literally named his company after his two uh, toddler children, Alec and Bradley. They grew up and were given an opportunity to come into the company, and they really wanted to do something on their own, kind of separate from uh, dad's portfolio uh, of brands. Um, if you're watching the show, it's highly likely you're already familiar with Alec and Bradley and what they've done, uh, you know, leading with the, the uh, leap of faith, the blind faith, pardon me, the blind faith was, was our first one. Uh, what, what else have they come up with? We can go to Jordan for this one. A uh, gatekeeper, gatekeeper right. was fantastic when they did, when they worked with uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, who was on Smoke Night Live this past I've week. heard of him. Yeah, no, what, yeah, once what, or twice. What the, the great legends uh, of the industry for sure. And so, uh, the Uro Dashi, of course, was the do, dojo. I, I was about oh. to say, of course, they did the, the dojo collaboration right after a trip um, as they secured some new lots. Um, and what you have here on the screen is the Adroit Theory Brewing Company uh, did this, uh, this beer and cigar pairing with the boys over there, Alec and Bradley, releasing their hazy triple IPA, double dry hopped, which we'll get into a little bit. And so I'm going to take a, a, a leap here and say it's the Envelid. Ah, I thought I had it before the show. <laughs> Avangelion 15, Ariel. They have a, they have a very sure. kind of. Sure. Uh, I'll go with yeah, that. That yeah, sounds good. Yeah. But it's got Alec and Bradley. On, it's a beer with a cigar's name on the label. Yeah, they literally have a food, a That's cheese, cool. and a cigar pairing recommendation right there on the label. And the cigar pairing being the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi Toro. They actually called out the Vitola specifically of the four that you mentioned earlier. And so, uh, so obviously, we thought this was a very natural and obvious uh, opportunity for us to get into a uh, a beer pairing as we're again moving along through the fruity segment of season three. Uh, fruity uh, is a, a component that's being brought to this pairing through the beer itself. And then, again, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about um, how it pairs in general. So let me talk a little bit about, uh, about hazy IPAs, triple IPAs, and double dry hopped are, are all kind of uh, very Hot buzzwords going on in the beer industry right now. You know, first you have your hazy IPA. The big thing about hazy IPA is that this is a style of beer. You know, West Coast style IPA uh, has been popularized. Um, English IPA what was kind of led to the IPA style. West Coast took it to a more hop forward and showcased version of that you know the original english ipa was very malty we used to say back in the day that uh very hoppy beer needed a malt backbone to really hold together all the bitterness that you're getting from the hops where uh where west coast style is more yellow in color it's drier it allowed for a more um more of a showcasing platform for the hop varietals themselves and then what happened with the hazy trend is through uh, a variety of different things, really. Uh, you know, first and foremost, higher protein malts. So you're always going to find uh, high levels of wheat and oats are the most common things that you're going to see added to the grain bill for for a hoppy beer, which which lends to a silkier and we kind of coined the term pillowy uh, texture, and that actually coincides perfectly with uh, a different hop bill. So when you add hops early in, in the brewing process, you extract all their bitterness. 
Well, if you only add hops at the end, you actually don't get as much bitterness and you focus more on the aromas and the flavor of hops, you know, big, big focus on aroma. And so one of the reasons that I believe that the hazy style is here uh, to stay and has been able to grow so quickly is that a lot of people, uh, whether genetically or, or just preference, are actually adverse to bitterness. As humans in general, we are genetically coded to be adverse to bitterness as most poisons and natural berries and whatnot you might be able to find, you know, going back to hunter-gatherer days, if you found something bitter, your your body chemistry immediately, you know, so sounds an alarm and says, uh-oh, this is bitter, it might kill us. And so we have this natural aversion to bitterness that uh, is, is kind of uh, confounding as IPA was able to become as big as it was. But with hazy IPAs reducing that that bitterness and focusing more on that pillowy and silky texture coming from the high protein wheat and oat uh, components. Uh, it's, it's actually more approachable to more people, uh, you know, and so a lot of people that don't like bitterness, but do like the hop uh, characteristics are able to enjoy a hazy, a hazy IPA a lot more than say a West coast IPA. And then you add to that a lot of new hop varieties. So hop varieties are, you know, you have your land races, your noble hops, if you will. But, you know, colleges and laboratories all over uh, the world have worked on crossbreeding and, uh, you know, uh, through seed selection, picking out and developing new varietals of hops. The same way that we've talked about tobacco, same way that you've heard about for wine, but you know, when we talk about Corojo 99 versus original Corojo, it's the same kind of process that we see in, in hops, but you just get more and more varietals. And so um, as we suffered uh, a huge hop crisis in 2007 due to a, a wide, wide variety of things, um, you, you saw the Southern Hemisphere growing regions become a much, much more significant producer of hops. So coming from New Zealand and Australia is really where this, this um, fruity uh, and uh, hoppy character uh, was coming that, well, in days of old, it was, it was more we referenced the citrusy nature of hops or the herbal nature of hops. The newer hop varietals had tropical fruit characteristics, mango, papaya, passion fruit. And so that's really what, where we get the terms, uh, you know, fruity. And then fruity just kind of transitions into juicy because when you think of mango and papaya, you start thinking of fruit juices. And so th th between the freshness of the hops and those specific varietals that are bringing those kind of tropical stone fruits, um, to the to the party if, if from a aroma and flavor standpoint we started referring to these as juicier um and so uh, as rob and eric are, are nodding off on me I'll, I'll try and wrap this up as you're doing fine as, <laughs> as, as i can um so then the, the other thing i just wanted to touch on is is you know ipas double ipas and triple ipas uh you know, I've always been kind of averse to the use of the term double IPA only because it, it's led to so much confusion and questions and beer drinkers that they come and they ask, what is double about it? Is it double the malt? Is it double the hops? Is it double the ABV? It's none of those things. And we already have a term in beer judge, uh, beer style guidelines that an imperial version is just a stronger uh, version 
of its you know root style. And so nothing is doubled, nothing is tripled, but there are these ranges. So an IPA is going to range anywhere from, I would tell you, 6.7 to about 7.6, 7.7. Above that, you know, kind of starting at the 8 range, right around the 8 range, you've got your double IPAs or imperial IPAs. And those go pretty much all the way clear to 10%. Um, where 10% now you can start saying it's a triple IPA, 10 all the way to 12. And now you're getting to, uh, into wine territory from an ABV standpoint and, and you're closely, uh, you know, invading into the barley wine category of styles. And so, um, and, and then just one more thing, because the, the beer that was, uh, paired with Kintsugi, uh, as a partnership there and, and this, uh, this brewery here, the uh, Adroit Theory, based out of uh, Virginia, where our boy Chad to Chad uh, lays his head, is, um, is also double dry hop. So that's becoming a, a, a much more popular uh, concept that you're seeing more and more. Still fairly new, but you'll see DDH on, on a beer. So I don't know about the, uh, that super extra, extra juicy bits that you guys have there, but... Um, it, it's something that I would uh, really uh, uh, you know, l- l- look at when you see DDH or double dry hopped. It literally means that the beer was dry hopped, meaning that it was uh, a huge amount of hops were, were added post fermentation, which infuses a, a, a much more significant aroma. Because when you add hops to, to the warm beer, it actually volatilizes those aroma compounds and, and, and subdues them. So you dry hop it to give that big aroma. They drop those hops, and then they add another charge of hops. So you're going to see a higher price point for those DDH versions, but you should get a much, much more uh, impactful aroma from a DDH version. This is double double dry hopped, yes. Double dry yeah, hopped yeah, and a double IPA. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Once, once you get into a Juicy Bits is one of their flagship beers. I've had it a few times myself. Uh, I even brewed a clone version of that, which wasn't terrible. Uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Um, and once you get into like a, the the when they add names to it, extra juicy bits. Well, the, what what makes it extra? Well, maybe this is this is the double version. Like uh, for for us at Fieldwork, we have uh, one of our flagship is called Pulp, and then we do different versions. Pulp is a, uh, a hazy IPA, 100% Citra, really good beer. And then we do a DDH pulp and, um, you know, a, a bunch of different uh, different versions of it. Um, so, yeah, it's you add, you know, different little monikers to these names and, and you come up with the different things. Randy, I always thought, and I've said this to you, and it, this works for double IPA, but it doesn't work for triple. When you go Imperial IPA, you have the two I's at the beginning, Imperial mm, yes. IPA. So it's double IPA. That always made sense to me, and that was the mm-hmm. way I always thought of it. Uh, but there's no, it's not like Imperial Imperial IPA is the triple IPA. So that kind of right. ruins my theory. Right. Well, I, I, yeah. I see what you're saying, Randy, that like double does, I remember being confused when I got into all this stuff, like thinking the same things that you were just saying, that is it double the ingredients or whatever. But the, I do think there's a place for that term just because the fact that you can go triple, you know, like with Imperial, it's sure. just like you're stuck in Imperial land, you know. And with, yeah, there's with, nowhere to go after that. Right, exactly. Totally fair. Totally fair. I've I've acquiesced uh, more and more as the years have gone on. You know, when I first started my crusade saying that it wasn't the right term, I was literally before a uh, triple IPA ever existed. Um, Yeah. Like you said, you know, popularity and and uh, and, you know, 
of nomenclature and ease of use for a layman to be able to get into it, not feel intimidated and feel like they know what they're they're drinking is is far more important than the hierarchy of the BJCP uh, style guidelines. So I, I'm I'm super comfortable using double IPA. I just wanted to kind of uh, make a distinction about that. And uh, and so, yeah, sorry, I, I kind of rambled on a bit, but we, ha- we of course, we had to pick a beer with every single one of those sure. variations. <laughs> All the, uh, it's like, well, this is the Randy hot, but, hot Button episode. <laughs> but you did get, you got nomenclature, layman, and what was the last one? You had another word in there that was, that was really good. Higher nice words. You got some nice words in there. That was, that was pretty well done. Vocabulary. Um, and, and, and it's, yeah, I mean, you know, and is hazy IPA here to stay? That's like asking if 60 ring gauges are here to stay. I mean, they just are. Everybody's got a hazy IPA. Everybody's got a 60 ring gauge. It's the exact same thing. Like it's, it's what the, it's what, it's not the exact same thing, but it's, it's a pretty good corollary. I think between these two industries, it's something that the public wants. And if you don't provide it, you're not running a good business. Wow, you, you you went you went pretty sharp there, but I but I totally agree. This you know what I'm one, saying? I mean, yeah, if, no, no, this wasn't one of your off the beaten path analogies. I, and, I don't and, know and about this analogy, great, guys. Well, great use I, of the I think it's corollary, if nothing else. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> a, a sixty ring gauge analogy would be more like buying like a stovepipe that was like three feet tall. <laughs> no, if, if, yeah, if you want to, that's that's a bit more literal, but sure. I, I'm just saying more of like as a trend. Yes. Uh, to say that it is something like we still talk about our, our 60 ring gauges here to stay. I mean, some people do. I don't because they are. Yeah. But yeah. And somebody uh, yeah. probably said the same thing about West Coast IPAs at one point. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's just Pliny the Elder, you know, and, and nobody else cares about any other IPAs or, or whatever. I mean, you, depending on the the brands that you look at, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're here to stay and, uh, I enjoy drinking them. So I kind of hope that they're here to stay. I like West. I prefer a West coast IPA. Randy, do you have a preference between the two? You know, I, I go back and forth so much, you know, for a long time, I was, I was a little bit get off my lawn about, uh, hazy <laughs> IPAs, uh, but I, I go back and forth. I enjoy them both. And now we're actually seeing, uh, you know, some, I, I haven't talked to, uh, you guys about, uh, openly is is we're now seeing the advent of a new kind of hybrid where now we see West Coast hazy IPAs. Yeah, like the juicy IPAs is what they're called now, kind of or like the well, we may be talking about something different. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, well, well, yeah, and that and that kind of leads just to finish this all off. The, the whole argument that that Jordan and I had, you know, we we teased it a little bit er- Wait, let's, earlier. Let's let's save let's save that for after the commercial okay. break. Okay, let's we'll, save we'll, that we'll for that. after but, the commercial yeah, just, break. A West Coast hazy is just. Uh, not as subdued of the hops. It's still hazy. It's still more silky, more aromatic, but has a little bit more of that bitterness that uh, gives you that tactile uh, bite on on the palate, which I do enjoy. You know, to me, without that bite, uh, it, it, it to me an IPA is missing something. But that's more uh, of how acclimated I am to West Coast IPAs that I'm missing. That if someone wasn't into West Coast IPAs, obviously they wouldn't be missing anything. Uh, um, and I will tell you, I, 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 uh, I, I wanted to just say, you know, arguments with Jordan, arguments with Robbie aside, you know, no matter <laughs> what else is going on in our lives, we really enjoy taking time each week to go on this odyssey with our audience, with each other and find incredible pairings and flavor experiences, you know, and that's what we're here for, uh, which actually reminds Randy! Randy! 
we wouldn't be able to keep the Odyssey going without the unparalleled support of our sponsors. How else would I be able to keep starting new hobbies that distract me from cigar reviews? How else would Robbie be able to afford all the bougie bar accessories? None of it would be possible without Drew Estate. We're both proud and honored to have our selection for Cigar Dojo Brand of the Year, Drew Estate, as a partner on this odyssey. Drew Estate has 99 problems, but the H99 ain't one. Have you heard of this ultra-limited Liga Pravada release? Well, H99, as well as Herrera Esteli swag kits, are now available at every Drew Estate virtual event. Head to DrewEstate.com forward slash events to find out when and where the next event is and experience the rebirth of cigars. One of the pound for pound top level Drew Estate retailers in this great land of ours is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. The one and only Abe DeBabna and Smoke In. You will never have a bad experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff with over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com today. So the best oh! read ever. Randy, that was That, that was, was the amazing. best read I've ever heard. That was that insane. Was Okay, last week I gave you a five out of ten. I'm going uh, ten out of ten. That wow. was that was fantastic. You, wow! You won over the Russian judge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> what a read! <laughs> and we actually, you had a comment. This probably is the the best comment that you've ever had, as far as your reads are concerned. I don't remember who it was because it just popped up real quickly. Where it, they were, whoever whoever it was said. Oh, good. I made it in time for Randy's read. Oh. They don't care about the rest of the show. They show up just for this, That's fantastic. <laughs> which will make our sponsors very happy. They don't care about the rest of the show as long as they're here for the commercials. Awesome. Yeah, winning. That's, that's, that's yeah, just yeah. hashtag win. Yeah, uh, straight up. That's, that was impressive. I, I like how you worked my bar accessories in there. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we have an It's You know, what are you going to do? That was, bougie uh, dude. That was. I haven't smoked the uh, what the the ninety nine. Which one, the ninety nine problems was very nice too. Yeah, yeah, H ninety nine. That was H ninety nine. It's it's the Liga Pravada H ninety nine. I've seen it, but uh, I haven't I, smoked it. Yeah, I, I believe it first debuted in two thousand eighteen. It has been ultra limited. Uh, they've it's got the it, red cop red that's writing. That's right. Card. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, H ninety nine is written in in uh, red lettering, and uh, yeah, I was super excited. I reached out to Jack. Uh, ahead of the show to ask if there was uh, a, any, any love he could give me to, to brighten up my read for this week and uh, and sprung on me that all the virtual events going forward. I'm not sure if it's the entire year, but uh, but they're going to be making those available to um, to folks that tune in for their virtual events. Again, DrewEstate.com forward slash events. Check those out killer killer cigars you want to be one of the cool kids to smoke one of these ultra rare and limited cigars and then the the swag kits that they do you guys know man it, it it's it's top notch they do they do the best swag in the industry and herrera esteli the whole brand line has been on fire since they started adding you know from miami to brazilian uh they obviously this past year they added broadleaf to the herrera esteli family of brands and so uh i'm i'm super excited i'm gonna be tuning in i asked jack if we get these swag kits just as being 
uh, you know, a sponsored cool. show. He said, absolutely not. You have to come to the virtual <laughs> event. <laughs> so, uh, so That's uh, a bummer. That's yeah, a bummer. You, you'll, you'll definitely see me on, on the, uh, on the chats moving forward. If you check out the, uh, the virtual events and, and see me watching with you, say what's up, uh, let them know that you heard about, uh, the, the opportunity to, to get your hands on those from flavor odyssey. I'm sure it helps. I don't know. And, uh, and so with, with all that, let's go ahead and get back to this pairing of Kintsugi and Hazy Imperial Double Dry Hopped IPA. <laughs> <laughs> with such disdain, you add in the extra monikers. I love it. Um, so I'm, I'm about halfway, maybe a little more than halfway through the cigar. And take this how you guys want. This doesn't taste like Honduran tobacco to me. Mm. I, don't, I don't get that. There's a certain Honduran vibe and I don't really know. I've, I've talked about this on the show before. And I think it was when we smoked the uh, Diploma. Oh, was it Diploma. Thank you. Uh, yeah. That one, there was a, there's, that. there's a distinct vibe to, to, to Honduran tobacco. And I, I just don't have the words for it right now. Um, <clears throat> but this doesn't really have that. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm enjoying the cigar, but it's, it's just kind of... It's kind of middle of the road as far as flavor is concerned. It's super approachable, is what I would call it. Um, it's I'm still getting the, the chocolate essence thing that I was happening before is, is gone. I, the leather it's still very leathery. There's a little bit of earth in there. There's a little bit of sweetness. It's kind of like a I don't even know. Uh, I mean, maybe like a little toffee kind of sweetness, but just it's it's not over the top. Maybe more caramel than toffee, but it's there. And uh, there's some toasted bread, maybe bread crust kind of thing. It almost has the vibes of a Connecticut shade, but like like super, super amped up. It's it's very good, but I feel like I'm saying it and it doesn't sound like it's good. I'm really enjoying it. The, the toasted peanut thing is definitely in there. There's there's a, another flavor component that I'm, I'm having a hard time putting my finger on that is it's not quite rich. It's not quite woody. It's somewhere in between the two. Well, I, I got to say, you know, if I can jump in, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to call you out on, on, on your shit here, pal. Uh, I feel like you're, 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 uh, you're contradicting yourself a, a, a little bit as, as I heard you say middle of the road. I heard you say Connecticut. And then you said, but really amped up. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board. It's, it's, it's okay if I can just finish. Uh, the, uh, the really amped up part is what I'm picking up on. I, I, I agree with you. It doesn't remind me of, uh, of your standard Honduran uh, cigar. I find cigar, uh, Honduran cigars typically to be fairly mild in flavor and in strength in, in a lot of cases. I don't find that with this. I, I, I agree with all your adjectives. I think, um, again, a lot of leather. I, I love that you said toffee and then, you know, thinking back to the to the peanuts, I'm getting kind of that, that uh, peanut brittle uh, characteristic. I think you, you do get kind, kind of that... Uh, that uh, higher sweetness, um, not intensely sweet, but it is that kind of burnt sugar sweetness yeah. with that peanut characteristic. I find it extremely flavor. I think it's very flavor forward. I'm actually getting a little strength from it. Wouldn't surprise me if there's a little heroin there. Um, and so, uh, to, to me, this is one of the stronger uh, Honduran cigars I've smoked in a minute. Very flavor forward. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. There's yeah. There's plenty of flavor in there. And when I said when I, it just reminds me more of, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I would just call it. I would say medium minus, as far as strength is concerned. Okay. M medium uh, across the board, maybe medium plus in flavor, but probably more medium. 
it's it's just a really uh, Jordan. I'm sorry. Sorry. You <laughs> it's got a it's got a it's 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 nice and it's got like a steady kind of flavor to it. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like everything I'm saying makes it sound negative. I'm not trying to be negative about it at all. It's a good cigar with, and I, I think it does pair pretty well. We'll get into that here in a minute. I don't want to get ahead, but, um, yeah, that peanut brittle is dude. Peanut brittle is like my favorite no. Every, like, around Christmas. My wife always brings home like a, from give it C's C's candy, peanut oh, brittle. Oh yeah. Oh, just I think that's get, a California thing. Uh, I, yes. I think it is too, but that's a reason to move here. Cause it's so damn good. <laughs> like, I, I went through, I, I, I got a box of it. Like, like it's, it's more of a fall thing for us. I don't know if it's seasonal for them, but I usually only get it like in October around Halloween time. And then I crushed a box of it. And it's like a box is, I don't know, let's say a pound. I crushed a pound of it. And then my wife got me another box and then gave me a box for Christmas. I ate three boxes Whoa. of of peanut brittle from C's Candy this year. That, if you've never had it, it's that close to getting inappropriate, but I'll let it fly. Uh, <laughs> well, it, well, if you want to, yeah. Well, well, I, I have, I, have a sense of, <laughs> I wasn't thinking uh, about it that way. You're, you're a dirty, <laughs> dirty human being. This is a family uh, show, Randy. I'm Jordan, talking about candy. Jordan wanted to jump wanted to jump in there. I have this like sense that he knows the blend here. <laughs> no, he's gonna send us both straight a little. I'm bit. not trying to do that. I'm That's just, why I was talking over him. By the way, I just kind of <laughs> wanted to. I agree and disagree in certain points. I think Robbie's right that it's definitely me, just very medium bodied, maybe even a touch under medium. But I do, I do think that there's a Honduran influence, and to me, Honduran tobacco is kind of summed up as sourdough flavor and this cigar is That's very exactly what uh, i was gonna say George. this cigar sourdough. has lots of bready toasty notes that go along with that i would i would agree with that i just i think what i meant was it's not it's not over the top with that i think that that flavor and i even said like bread crust in there at some point you did yeah but so. and to me that uh, that kind of smacks yeah. of honduran yeah, yeah, but it's it's toned it's toned down by the Nicaraguan tobacco that's in there. I doubt there's any Esteli. I don't know what the blend is. I if I would guess there's probably more Jalapa, uh, Nicaraguan tobacco in here where that sweetness might be coming from. Um, yeah, you're not they, getting the spice characteristics. Yeah, the, the, it may, the, maybe some Contega in in there as well. But uh, and there's probably some Lajero, not not a ton. But it, this is yeah, it's medium medium strength across the board. Maybe medium plus in flavor, but to me it's definitely and, and that's not a bad thing. No, absolutely that's, not. That's where my my palate, like medium across the board, is my jam. I don't want to be blown out with any one particular flavor uh, style. And if I can rattle off five or six different things that I'm tasting in the cigar, you've nailed it. Yeah, no, I I think it's um I think we're all on the same page a little bit there. I was just yeah, a you're just thrown off when you about said, it. No, I was thrown off when when you said middle of the road in Connecticut because I I think it's it's actually pretty darn flavorful. Um, and, you know, when talking about the beer, again, you know, the, the beer that at least I have in front of me definitely has those juicy qualities. It's got a lot of hops without the bitterness. We've talked about this before. It's one of the reasons why uh, we've we've even attempted so few times pairing an IPA with a cigar because that bitterness really becomes uh, a real obstacle to pair with. And that's not what just with cigars. I mean, talking about cheeses and different foods, bitterness is a tough thing. Uh, 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 taste to pair with specifically and so by by going with these hazy ipas that has a much more subdued bitterness i think it's uh it is very nice um as far as uh as far as intensity goes neither one of them are running each other over in my opinion 
And so that's working really well. Uh, as far as a flavor hook goes, um, you know, there I, I don't get, like I said, uh, it, it's absent of spice for the most part. Um, and there's definitely no f- fruit qualities. I like the sourdough. I've never actually heard that before, uh, that Honduran and sourdough are uh, – sourdough is a, a good general descriptor for, for Honduran tobacco. And I can see that now actually if that's the case, that this does have more of a Honduran uh, influence than what I would have thought as well. Um, and so I think I think that uh, – that that being said, I did want to say real quick before I give my my thumbs up or down. It occurred to me as I, I see myself on on this that it's now so obvious. Eric ordered these shirts to match the Topo Chico <laughs> label. <laughs> wow. There's, there's no doubt about that, right? Eric was that subconscious, or did you do I, that intentionally? I know nothing. I said nothing. <laughs> So we're, we're we're very much looking forward to Topo Chico coming on as a as a long term uh, sponsor. <laughs> why why would they bother? We do it for them for free. Yeah. <laughs> why would they even Why would they even bother? And Randy, the uh, that sourdough uh, comment we've actually talked about on this show before, um, but that's okay. We've talked about a lot of things, and yeah. I forget most. Of just the things like a that casual burn there. A little yeah. bit. Uh, so soft so burn. The, the, <laughs> speaking of soft. The IPA that I'm drinking really has that kind of pillowy, soft mouthfeel that Randy was talking about. Pillowy is is really I know it seems kind of silly, but it's it's a it's almost a perfect term to describe some of these hazy IPAs, New England IPAs, uh, Vermont style IPAs, whatever the hell you want to call them, um, <clears throat> a juicy IPA, whatever it is. It, that that pillowy mouthfeel really is to me a selling point. I I like the fact that it. It almost it tastes like I'm drinking some orange juice. Like it really has that same kind of mouthfeel to it. Not quite as viscous, obviously, as orange juice, but it does have that feel. Um, I mean, to me, I, this is 100% mosaic. So it's I mean, there's a lot of peach notes in there. There's some kind of like pineapple, uh, like a canned pineapple kind of uh, flavor in there as well. Um, not a lot of spice like you don't get sometimes you get that hop spice there's not a lot of spice in this another hop bite uh to it it's very smooth very soft uh eight percent so it's not it's not uh it's not weak in any in any sense but it is it's it's just very juicy and i i know those are played out terms but they're played out for a reason because they really do describe this style mm-hmm. um when you start talking about flavor hook i don't think i could find one yeah. No matter how hard I tried, I don't think I could find one. Intensity-wise, at least with what I'm drinking, it's a little tough because we're all drinking different things. <clears throat> and the ABV is going to give you a, a bit of a, an insight into the intensity of flavor, but not complete. Um, 8% here is what I've got. The intensity for me is kind of spot on. Mm-hmm. And the pairing actually is a lot better than I anticipated but this kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the end of last season is, does that make it a thumbs up because it's better than I thought it would be? Right. It's like going into a movie and I, I, my wife's making me watch, you know, The Notebook Part 6 or something. And I just expect it to, like, I expect to be physically bleeding by the time I leave <laughs> this film. And I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it to the point where I'm not, I'm not plucking hair off my body or peeling off my skin or anything. I'm just watching the movie and kind of enjoying it. Does that make it good? No, it just means it, it it exceeded my expectations, which were exceptionally low. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, very descriptive, Randy, 
Yeah. You liked that. You enjoyed that. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm actually going to throw you a bit of a curveball and say, I think this is a thumbs up pairing. Oh, that was a curveball. I, even when you said, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I thought that meant you were going to throw a thumbs down at it. <laughs> um, negative curveball. Yeah. 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 The negative curveball. I like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm torn because uh, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, intensity spot on. It's an enjoyable, um, it's an enjoyable experience drinking this beer and smoking this cigar. I think the, uh, <laughs> I think, I, I, I think you know, I, I really am planting my flag in the do these two things together equal a better experience than either one of them would uh, would offer to you independently, and I'm gonna go thumbs down. I'm going to go thumbs down I, on this. I, res- I respect that. And I was, you're, you're like a step behind me or a step ahead of me or whatever way you want to put it. <laughs> we're, we're really, really close is the point that I'm getting. I, I'm at 51%. You're at 49 is kind of right, what I'm getting right. at. Um, to me, I've, I've had this beer uh, on its own. In fact, I had some earlier today. and Several of them. Uh, uh, I no, <laughs> just, just actually just half, not even half of one. Um <clears throat> But the flavor is not really impacted by this. Right. So I'm not missing anything. Right. With the, the cigar, I smoked uh, a hand, a, not a handful. That's not the right term at all. I smoked probably like a quarter of an inch, maybe a half an inch of this cigar by itself without having the pairing at all. So I got a pretty, like a decent idea of what to expect. I, th- I don't think they elevate each other. And I, I, I really like that, honestly, as a criteria for going thumbs up or thumbs down. and But I, I'm, I'm going to break from it because I feel like pairing with whatever whiskey it is that you're drinking, um, <laughs> pair, pairing with IPA, and uh, people love IPA, and they, they love to pair with this tile of beer. And it's hard to find anything that pairs well with it. And I think this pairing is good enough mm-hmm. to say that if you really want to drink this style of beer, then here's the cigar to do it. Does that no. make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't fault you for having a different um, uh, vote because I think we actually have the same opinion uh, when it comes down to it. Yeah, you, you're, you're not going to have really a bad close. experience by, by uh, you know, enjoying two things together. Um, I'm just sticking harder to that criteria, as you said. You know, I want to, I want to say that I give thumbs up to things that you want to get excited to share with people and say you really need to try these two things together. And to me, this doesn't. Uh, you, you know, this isn't going to create that um, that level of excitement, though. No one's going to ha- have a bad time. So, um, so I'm good with that. Agree to disagree. We're 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 close to it. Yeah, I am. I am interested as the guys actually have uh, the pairing back in Colorado. What what their thoughts are? What do you mean we actually conference? have the pairing? Yeah. I... What do you mean we we mean you actually have the pairing, <laughs> Jordan? For the we third mean, time, we out mean of exactly what Randy just have said. The <laughs> We, it's, there's, we there's always no have the pairing. There. We no, always no, have no, 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 no. You don't. No, you don't. <laughs> what's Jordan? What's your, what is your thought on this one? This is a tough one. It is an it interesting is. one. I mean, um, we've already t- kind of talked about the flavors of the cigar: toasty, toasted bread, a little bit of sourdough, toasted nuts, medium bodied. The beer matches that intensity very nicely. The beer is this nice pillowy. Uh, creaminess that adds to the, the, the gives the cigar a nice mouth feel, hashtag. Um, and I think Chad Chad's uh, uh, made a comment that 
put it kind of nicely. It was like uh, the beer is like the marmalade jam on a toasted bread, mm-hmm. and that's kind nice. of that's, that's kind of a nice compliment right there. And I, I'm yeah. Yeah. and I that's kind of what I was getting. Uh, the beer is um, for me is uh, it's citrusy and kind of like a mango aspect to it, um, and for the for the juiciness. And I, but I'm gonna go a thumbs up. Yeah, I I think that it's just enough, I and mean, I totally agree with uh, what what Robbie said. Like it's like forty nine fifty one situation, right? To go either way, I agree. And I'm gonna lean just towards thumbs up. And and Randy, this this isn't. I I also get what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. w- like why you did thumbs down. I can see that a hundred percent. Like I totally get what you said. Like these don't necessarily make each other better, but it, this is good enough pairing with this a beer that I love. That I will just give it the slight edge to be a thumbs up. Also, I agree. Just because I'm not, I'm not. There's not anything that's wrong with this pairing, and that's totally. it's just barely over the fifty percent mark. So I'm going to go with Robbie with that fifty-one and give it the, the thumbs up. I like this pairing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. It's yeah, just it is. just over replacement level, as we would say Ooh. in the, in the Ooh. baseball world. That was, that, was a, that was a nice, nice draw yeah. to baseball there. Yeah, and I'm super comfortable with everything he's saying. I, I, I totally agree. I, I could see myself uh, revisiting this for sure. Um, and I really like that descriptor. As soon as you said marmalade yeah. on the bread, I almost wanted to change <laughs> my vote. Um, but, but, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to my guns and, and, and stay true to what I'm trying to, uh, uh, you know, bring with some integrity to that, that one. That one caveat of, uh, you, you know, do, do they totally elevate each other? Right. But, but it's very enjoyable. It's very, very pleasant. I actually, I, I do, as, as, as Rob pointed out, have this fabulous cigar, Tojo Rocks glass here with a, a little bourbon. And uh, the beer is definitely pairing better with the bur- than the bourbon is, which is kind of a standout really? uh, of a scenario. And so, uh, yeah, but the bourbon I have is uh, like 110 proof. It's a little bit hot for, for, for it's the cigar. It's going to run that cigar so, so, over. Yeah, yeah, it is running it over a bit. So I, the, the beer is a better option. I, I don't fault anybody for thinking this is a fantastic pairing. I'm enjoying it quite a bit, to be honest. Yeah, I, I feel like we're all kind of in the same boat where we – I'm just going to stick with the idea that, like, people love Hazy IPA, and they want something to pair with it, and this is the cigar I can point them to. Yep. I, I'm not going to say it's, it's going to be, like, the best pairing, but it's one of the better pairings that I've ever had with a Hazy IPA. It's just a tough – it's a tough beast – to it find is. something uh, in the cigar world that's going to work with. Uh, there was somebody who was saying that that's all they drink uh, is hazy IPAs, so maybe they do a lot of pairings, and maybe they know more than I do about it. Uh, I just I tend to avoid it because most of it was Bob Driscoll. That's who it was, who it was that said it. Barry. Um, <clears throat> yeah, putting that up. I appreciate that. Well, one, I think uh, one thing we can all agree on is like a West Coast IPA pairs with almost no cigar. Yeah. I, if you guys are watching on Facebook right now, do you want it? Do you? Do, should we get into? Should we let uh, Randy and Jordan? I don't do even the, know. Do like, the debate? I what mean, is the you debate? Guys, do you guys yeah, want to see what this? this is. Do you guys want to see right, the so, debate or not? Do you not want to see the debate? <laughs> let us well, know. I, like, I, I, thumbs I up, thumbs down. Do you want to see this debate or not? <laughs> Can I, before you get into the debate, I want to say one thing that just kind of hit me is with this this IPA with this cigar. The flavor that it leaves in your mouth is kind of akin to, um, to a pipe tobacco, because you mm. you get a little bit of that uh, that sweetness, or like a fr- like a fruited like a 
like what, what are the different classifications of pipe tobacco? What are the ones that, that have like the fruit, like a cherry or whatever? I can't, I can't remember the, the, the exact name. I haven't smoked a pipe in a long time, but it reminds me of that where it's, it's, you know, it's, it's two things that are separate, but they, they, they do kind of meld together. Mm -hmm. And now I really want to know, I don't even know what this fight is about, even though I was there for the first portion of it. <laughs> oh, well, pe well, people, okay, should pe I? People want this debate, Jordan. They want it. I, I think they the do. I think, want it. Eric, should I? Eric, Eric, do you know what this debate is about? Maybe you should preface it. Someone I, who's not now, involved. No, I, ki I only kind of know because, like, I, you know, I'm typically with Jordan, uh, Robbie. <laughs> like, I could, I could say, like. Especially when Randy's involved. I could say, like, you know what, like. I don't. I, I love the way your door handle opens up, Jordan. And Jordan be like, I hate the way the door handle. <laughs> like he'll argue with any, I'm, like I'm, literally anything. So like it's hard no, for me to I'm understand. No, I'm very passionate about things that don't matter, and yeah. I, I I'm not very passionate about things that do matter. But I love that you acknowledge that. Wow, that is that is that is. You just you really just kind of succinctly described your entire generation. Yes, yes, yes. that's me. Now I feel hell? like uh, that is so amazing. We should reset this. Maybe uh, I should say right, let, let let Rand let Randy Sorry. see what he what he thinks of it. Well, well, well. Let's 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 make sure that we're we even remember how this started the same. So I I I like to invite everybody to jump into the wayback machine, and we go way back <laughs> to to late June 2019. The four of time <laughs> pre COVID. This is pre COVID. Yeah, of course, pre-COVID. Me and Randy are sharing a beer back and forth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're breathing all over each other. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fondling. Just blowing we're, out candles. I don't know about the fondling nice. part. Now, but. Uh, and and we're, we're at the Atomic. Tell me the name. Liquors. We're at Atomic. Atomic Liquors. Atomic Liquors. We're at Atomic Liquors. I already disagree. In Las Vegas. You already disagree. Wow. That's um, okay. Go on. I recall this. We're, we're, we're in the outside patio smoking cigars at Atomic. Uh, there's a lot, lot of our friends there, surgeons there. You know, everyone's hugging and kissing. Robbie's getting nostalgic. And, and Jordan goes so far as to say that, uh, that a juicy and a hazy are the same style of beer. And and I say, well, juicy doesn't mean hazy, and hazy doesn't mean juicy. Now, most hazies are juicy, but there's a distinction between the two. Jordan, you don't even agree what the debate is about. Please, <laughs> let's hear your side of what you and I debate about when it comes to juicy. I don't even agree about the, the scenario of this debate, and that's why I was <laughs> wanting to lay out, like, last week what I said was that I was, like, I had beef with, like, the the, the pairing was called a hazy IPA when it seems more appropriate for the flavor element to be a juicy IPA. But my whole argument is based on nomenclature, like you said earlier, to bring that word back up, um, that there is a distinct difference between three, between two or three styles of beer that people don't actually know what they're getting into when they there's a juicy IPA, there's a hazy IPA, and there's a New England style IPA. You can have a juicy IPA and it cannot be hazy. You can have a hazy IPA and it cannot be juicy. But if you're going to go to the store and you want to make sure that you grab the beer that all your friends told you to grab, you look for the one that says New England style IPA. That will well, describe that will describe what you're looking for. The one thing I would say there is make your own decisions, don't let your friends tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh did it at least ha start at Atomic Liquors? Can we agree on that? That was an Airbnb in in Las Vegas. All right, we were in the same city. Okay, close <laughs> enough. Uh, so it started at Atomic. I remember this. 
Yeah, so 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 here's the thing. And, Jordan and, was really and, drunk. He doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everything. Well, well, well the the thing is, is, is you know, many styles uh, in, in beer become popularized in certain regions, and that region, of course, wants to hold on to it, even mm. when the style becomes bigger than their own little, you know, pocket West Coast of, 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 of popularity. <laughs> they both, totally both, fair. you could say both of them have surpassed their local. Exactly. But we still exactly. call him a West Coast we, IPA. We dealt, we dealt with this when Black IPA became popularized. Everyone in the Pac Northwest wanted to try and convince everyone it was called a Cascadian Dark Ale. And and there was a point in time when it became popularized, that it was popularized in that area. But once it became a national fad and trend, it took on a new name, even though the style hadn't actually changed. I would argue that while New England likes to take full credit from from for uh, the hazy style of beer and, you know, hats off to Hetty Topper with the Alchemist, or I'm sorry, with uh, hats off to Alchemist Brewery, who made Hetty Topper, which is um, not even that debatably the first hazy IPA that was popularized. I would argue that hazy and New England are the exact same style. The only distinction between the two is it started as a New England style, and once it became popular nationwide, we changed the name because we didn't want to just continue to give credit to that one uh, small pocket of the country. Uh, uh, shout out uh, Terrence o um, O'Reilly. Uh, it's now just Hazy IPA. So I would say New England style IPA and Hazy IPA are one and the same. Now, so we're, I mean, as an industry, we're all perfectly willing to give West Coast IPA, you know, that's, you get West Coast IPA, but we can't give East Coast IPA. We can that's just, it became too big. We can't call it East Coast IPA because now we're all doing it. But we still can Correct. give it to West Coast? Absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No geographical bias here at all. What's the, what's the <laughs> argument? Like, I... I'm, I'm still waiting for the argument. They are. No, no one ever used a new name for it. I'm, I'm with you. I yes, hear I'm you. Joking. I actually agree with you, Jordan. It's silly that West Coast IPA continued to take that regional moniker because there's great West Coast IPAs made in Virginia, made in the Northeast, made all over these great lands of ours. Uh, throw back to the read. And, uh, and, and, and so I, I hear you. But in this case of New England IPA, it has been given a new name of Hazy. And so I now I, you're I just going off of, you, and I know you're a stickler for actual. You know, the, you've been a judge in these beer competitions and the styles. Sure. That is what they've technically given the style name in these competitions. But that I don't think that's right. Um, the they're, but are you arguing that they're different styles of beer? Yeah, I mean, you you could take a, a home brewer who doesn't know what he's doing, and he can make a hazy IPA that's not juicy. Absolutely. Just because he didn't know what he was doing, and he accidentally made the beer hazy. So well, 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 hazy well, we're doesn't... dealing with three elements. You just used juicy there, and we haven't even gotten to juicy yet. Well, so so I'm, I'm just saying, I'm... hazy and New England are they different? Uh, not necessarily, but they could be. Just like a tortoise and a turtle are sub one's a subclassification of another. I don't know enough about my amphibians, <laughs> but I can tell you that when when you make a hazy IPA in Berkeley, California, a field work where where Rob works, they typically will use a yeast strain that is literally named Vermont yeast. And, and so, uh, you, you know, I mean, no one's arguing the the heritage and the origin of this style. I think you just, just did. Oh well, no, it's it, it started. You want to hear? You want to hear something well, funny? All me. of our, we we call our West Coast IPAs West Coast IPAs. Our hazy IPAs are just called IPA. 
Yeah, that's weird. That's just inappropriate. <laughs> and, and we make West Coast one word. Oh, that's also all right. Not that's abnormal. Correct. <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. It's a, but ultimately, Randy, I think the question that you're asking ultimately is that are hazy IPAs and New England IPAs are they the same thing? And I think right. that's. And I think is, they, is there a difference? Okay, and I think that they can be the same thing, but they don't have to be. What my point is that you could make a hazy. So American whiskey, like bourbon, is American whiskey. There's another right. American whiskey is bourbon. There's another example. That same type of thing. You could make. I, I, I need the exact differentiating flavor component between hazy and New England to even give any credence to anything you're saying. You could. <laughs> I, I didn't even listen to what you just said. You could make a hazy IPA. That's because it, was, it felt like a pretty good point. Maybe that's why you didn't listen. You to could it. make a hazy IPA that had West Coast hops and had a West Coast feel to it. That was hazy. It's just a hazy. That's that's the feel, the the look and the and the mouth feel of the drink. You can make a hazy the hop, IPA. The hops don't necessarily okay. matter. The hops have nothing to do with right. the haze. That's, that's exactly that's, that's exactly what he that's just said. That's my point. You could make a hazy IPA with a West Coast style. Now, you could also make a hazy IPA with an East Coast style, a more of a juicy profile to it. Oh, now, no, no, no. The juicy nature, as I said, those hops are primarily coming from, uh, from Australia and New Zealand. I know. Does that have to yes, do exactly. With... And that's the East Coast style. Right? Okay. So, East Coast. No, what, what, what was East Coast? What East Coast planted their flag on was the high protein malt bill. <laughs> right. That's the oats and the wheat. And this yeast that is that they really like coined. That actually, it doesn't flocculate the same. It creates better biotransfer. Flocculate. Um, Randy, yeah. you're getting you're getting into the weeds. You're getting into the weeds. The the I'm New England the style. He's getting, he's getting into the actual reasons. No, I, I, I and we don't really. It's it's not it's not relevant to the argument. The <laughs> East Coast the East Coast style has, takes on a juicy profile. Give it to the hops. Give it to the yeast. I don't really care. Okay. That hazy, it, all hazy IPAs. Are, are using juicy hops like, like like it would be out of character they don't to have use, to say for instance centennial and cascade with the vermont yeast and with the high protein uh grist bill uh it, it, it would no longer I mean, it's just not but you could do it i mean uh, obviously lots of beers have been, have been hazy from a hefeweizen and you know you can make a hazy beer it doesn't really have anything to do with that flavor profile and this conundrum of no answer debate has been brought to you <laughs> by Cigar Jojo presenting Flavor Odyssey. Robbie yeah. Raz, take us out. Yeah, this this could this could go on for a long time. Here's here's the ending point. You can make a hazy beer, you can make a juicy beer, and you can combine the two for a New England style beer. Okay. Let's just that's that's fine. Let's, There's no doubt that this shirt was made to match Tempo Chico. Have a great week, everybody. What's going on up front? Yeah, let's let's move on because this this could take a while. And I, I think honestly Love you, Jordan. I, I think you're both right and you're both wrong. I can't wait to drink uh, hazy, juicy West Coast and English style beers with you coming up soon in Miami. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um on that note, Randy, what do we have for the Odyssey next week? The pairing, uh, I know we have two more pairings coming up in the fruity component. Uh, one of them has a cocktail that I'm actually really excited about, but I think that's the last one that we're doing. With the uh, That is the bourbon cherry smash with the four kicks uh, Kappa Special. I believe that is the final episode 
Uh, that is correct. So we will be finishing next. up the fruity segment with the cherry bourbon smash and crown heads for kicks Kappa special before we smoke and pair with uh, that. We will be drinking one more wine. We chose to go with the Pinot Noir with none other than this year's Cigar of the Year champion of them all, the Ernesto Perez Carrillo Pledge. Ooh, I'm looking uh, forward to so, that. Yeah, re- really exciting. But more important than that, we do have some turbulence in the schedule coming up as next week. Turbulence. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we, uh, we are having a show on March 17th, which I'll just be honest with the audience. We missed that small bit of detail and information that we're actually going to be airing on St. Patty's Day. Uh, and so hopefully you guys can all still tune in. Uh, Should we dye our, our, our wine green? Uh, there, oh God, it's, no. a, it's a pretty <gasps> dark wine. I don't know if you'd be able to distinguish uh, a deep red from green. We can just uh, add some of that matcha powder. Be totally fine. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then, a call well, back. Following next week, March 17th, we're not going to be able to have a show because, quite frankly, the the bulk of this team, our producers, Eric and Jordan and myself, will be traveling. Uh, It's a travel day for us down to beautiful Miami as we have uh, uh, some some business uh, taking part down there. So there will not be a show on March 24th. Uh, So we will be coming back on the 31st for the – for the cherry bourbon smash and crown head four kicks. And, uh, and so that's how we're going to wrap this whole thing up with fruity. We'll continue to talk about these components. And, uh, and from there. So next week, yes. Pinot Noir. EPC and what was pledge an EPC pledge. That's I'm, I'm look, really looking forward to that. Pinot is a, a wine style that I've, and a grape that I've come around on a lot lately. It's been, Pinot has been like had its heyday, maybe, Eight to ten years ago, it kind of peaked, I guess. It was just a huge, huge uh, grape, very kind of fruit forward, uh, which is why we picked it. And uh, we've also really enjoyed a lot of our wine pairings and, and want right. to uh, kind of get some wine into this uh, into these pairings when we can. And we figured fruit forward, why not? With the yep. component uh, with uh, Pinot Noir and EPC Pledge. That's going to be a lot of fun. Number one cigar of the year from uh, a, a small publication called uh, Cigar Aficionado and the conglomerate of Cigar Dojo. They exactly. also agreed on both of those, which is amazing. Uh, First time in history. Unbelievable. It's it's really unbelievable. I've actually never even smoked it, so I'm really excited. Boys, what is happening this Friday on Smoke Night Live? This uh, Friday, we have uh, Cigar Vixen on the show, oh. and Cigar Vixen... She was one of the early, early YouTube reviewers way back in 2012. And I will say, out of all of the, I don't know, what, what, what influencers, I hate that word, uh, she actually has an, a, a passion for cigars. And so it'll be uh, really exciting to talk to her about uh, cigars and whatnot. She's not just the typical um, Instagram person who just posts the, you know, the standard sort of image. She actually does Cigar of the Year ratings. She has a blog, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be fun to talk to Delicia about that. Um, and the second half of the show, after the commercial break, just so you guys know, big announcement. Boom. Big announcement, especially if Boom. you are a uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. Uh, if you're interested in the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, 
huge announcement second half of the show so make sure to tune in on uh, on friday night i am i am very interested in the uh rocky mountain cigar festival one of my favorite festivals really it's it's such a cool event i and it's been what two years i guess since i've been there randy did you go in 2019 I have literally never attended the event itself the last uh, few years. I 2018 was when we met, right? That's right. But I always go out for the Cigar Dojo pre-party. Yeah. But I always had a conflicting event uh, head-to-head with that. And I always flew home the night before the event actually kicked off. So I was so excited to actually get to go this year. And uh, can't wait for it to get back underway. So I'm got my fingers crossed, got my toes crossed. I'm hoping that Friday night I'll be I'll be tuned in to hear this big news. Can't wait to find out what's coming up because uh, I am chomping at the bit to actually step foot out in Broomfield and uh, and finally attend that event once it finally gets back underway. Randy, you're going to be slinging shirts, baby. Ooh yeah. Oh yeah, Topo Chico shirts. I'll be Randy just gonna be, you're gonna be walking through the parking lot. T-shirts. Oh, oh, that'd be so. Cool. Five dollars shirts. Five dollars shirts. Who needs them? Yeah, that's 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 gonna be Randy at the. Oh, at, that's, I, I, I was built for that type of work. You really were. It's it's frightening. Um, no, that's I I hope that this is really good news about the uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. I I don't know, so I will be tuning in as well. Uh, and uh, Delicia is a lot of fun. She uh, she really knows her stuff. And um, she, like you said, she's one of the uh, one of the OG uh, cigar uh, YouTube folks. Video, video vloggers, vloggers is actually the term I think is used, like blog but vlog. Oh, thanks for her. Jeez, for, thanks, Rob. You know, like, like, like it's, it's not just a, not like a blog. It's like Robbie just invented that term. <laughs> it just it just totally came up with it just now. I wanted to make sure that I was enunciating correctly. Anyway, yes. Uh, Randy and Jordan, I, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's the first yeah, time I've seen yeah, her on the show. I, I, I can't, I can't lie. I got to share this with with everybody. The first time I got to go with Cigar Dojo to a trade show, 2019 IPCPR trade show, uh, we're we're walking up the the like the gala up to the front door of the actual show, and everybody's a buzz, and you see her. Right. And she's up there. She's got a video team following her. She's got a guy like pulling a wagon with all her gear and everything. Going, oh, my God, that's her. <clears throat> and no, no sooner does she turn around, look at us and go, oh, Eric, how are you? And like runs over to Master Sensei. And I was like, they know each other. She <laughs> ran to him instead of the other way. I was I, I knew I was with the right crowd then and there. And I and I, I swore I, I would follow you guys around. For the end of, until the end of time. That's a fact. In, into the depths of hell. <laughs> After that moment. Uh, and and, and uh, Randy, uh, spoilers, everybody knows Eric. Yeah. Clearly. Just, Clearly. I mean, good or bad, everybody knows Eric. It's, it's mainly just, bad. She, mainly bad. She yeah. had, like, body guys to make sure no one else approached her, but she broke through the line of them to approach Eric. I almost felt like, should we keep her at bay? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 Randy started to run up with a clothesline, and I thought, and I, I had to hold them back. I was like, no, 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 it's okay. They know each other. So everything's good. Um, yeah, that was. That's. Uh, I, I, I'm really looking forward to the to the time when we can get back and, and do that again. Oh. That's uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Not clotheslining people, but just being at uh, at a trade show. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, with that said, appreciate you guys tuning in for this week, guys and gals. Uh, we'll be back next week. EPC. Pledge. What? 
Pledge, thank you. Encore was the one that was the the other one that was number one cigar. They have so many number one cigars of the year that I, I get confused. Can't tell them apart there's, anymore. There's just too many of them. Uh, the the Pledge with uh, Pinot Noir. Uh, go Central Coast if you're looking for Pinot. Central Coast Pinots are always the best. Um, that's uh, neither here nor there, but give it a shot. We'll see you all next week, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It really just doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you all next week as Odyssey continues.